You're listening to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. Step inside some of the most forward-thinking minds in solar today. This show explores a deeper side of solar each month as Freedom Forever leaders sit down with CEOs, activists, and other solar experts to break the solar industry wide open. We'll discuss solar trends, news, and everything you need to know about how you can join us on the path of disruption. This is the Solar Disruption Theory. Hey everyone, welcome to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCready, and joining me as always is Freedom Forever's fearless leader, the CEO of the company, Brett Bushy. Hey, Brett. How you doing, Sean? Good to be here again. Glad to have you as always. Uh, In today's episode, we're so excited to have Sam Adiemo joining us. Sam is the co-founder and COO of Aurora Solar, a fast-growing technology company that enables solar professionals to remotely design and sell solar and storage projects. The company was named Rising Star Company by S&P Global Platts in 2020, and to date, Aurora has designed over 5 million solar projects. Yes, you heard that right, 5 million projects and growing. Sam, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Brett. I'm so delighted to be here. And uh, just a quick edit, we are well over 6 million projects right now. 6 million. Wow, we're a little outdated there. So 6 million projects, that's amazing. Thank you. Congratulations on that. So Sam, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background? So how'd you get started with Aurora? Yeah, that's a great story. It's an interesting story. Um, So uh, as we mentioned, uh, Aurora is a solar company. And while our product enables solar professionals to design and sell solar and storage systems easily, uh, our mission as a company is we want a future of solar energy for all. Meaning that we want a day and, you know, when we first started out with this mission, it sounded crazy, but now more and more people are talking about it. Yeah. uh, And folks like Freedom are actually making it happen. But our mission was... Uh, a world in which getting solar was extremely easy, extremely affordable, and almost ubiquitous. Everyone had right. it. We thought that was good for the economy. We thought it was good for society. We thought it was good for the environment as a whole. Right. Um, so w- where did we start off with that uh, mission? Well, we didn't start off with software. Um, okay. Uh, started Aurora with my co-founder, Christopher Hopper. Okay. And the two of us met in grad school. And um, in grad school, we hit it off. Uh, we're a little bit idealistic. That was 10 years ago, lots of gray hairs uh, <laughs> uh, ago. Um, uh, and uh, we're very idealistic. And you know, we wanted to work in a technology um, and in a sector that we thought would be good for society as a whole. Right. And so we met, and uh, nights and weekends, we took on this project where we were trying to design a solar installation for um, what ended up being a school halfway across the world. Oh, wow. And um, You know, uh, we only have so much time for this podcast. I'll spare you the gory details, but uh, I'll just say as two students who didn't fully understand what they were doing but had this mission, um, we learned a lot. We spent ultimately about six months working on that project. We would meet on nights and weekends. Uh, We had people out um, at the school taking photos, taking measurements of the site, installing data loggers to capture how much energy they were using, shipping that information back to us in our dorm rooms. We would crunch the numbers. And then our summer internship was to fly down there and actually install uh, the system. Wow. So and for, where was that? Uh, that was a school all the way in Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, wow. my co-founder and I, we were in, uh, in California. So, okay. You yeah. were at Stanford Business School, correct? We were, we were at Stanford Business School. Okay. Um, uh, my co-founder came directly from uh, the Electrical Engineering School, and I was jointly enrolled in the School of Earth Sciences. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. 
So, you know, in your part time at Stanford <laughs> Business School, you're just doing this great project in, in Kenya. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, uh, definitely, uh, I, I would say that after the summer, we had the coolest story to tell, if yeah. not the most profitable one. But right. um, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were down there in Kenya and we actually ended up installing the system. Oh. And what we found was, despite all of our careful plans, what we ended up installing was very different from, you know, what we had designed. And right. You know, in the industry, those of, well, not even veterans, everyone in the industry knows uh, there would have been a whole bunch of change orders. Yeah. Um, because what we ended up installing wasn't what we had designed. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you got to save some change orders because it was for goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, uh, to cut to where the software comes in, um, at the end of that project, we flew back and we're like, wow, uh, that was fun, but never again. Uh, right. So much work. Uh, what we designed isn't what we installed. Um, we were doing it um, because we wanted to see something happen. But if this was a business, we definitely would have lost money. Sure. Just pain, <laughs> pain, pain, pain all around. Right. Um, but we got over that and we started thinking, listen, if we wanted to do this at scale, if we wanted to do just not one project, we wanted to do 20, 30, 50, thousands of projects, you know, what would we need? And the answer was we needed better tools. We needed right. better software. So we started out developing that software. And um, what is Aurora today, the first lines of code were written as an internal platform to help us with installing more solar. Okay. But since we had another year, year and a half of school left, uh, by the time we graduated, we're still working nights and weekends on this project, sure. but by the time we graduated, it became clear that it wasn't just us. A lot of folks uh, in the solar industry would need a tool like this. So yeah. we just changed our focus, kept the same mission, but changed our focus to working on software. And that was um, almost 10 years ago now. Wow. And uh, yeah. And so 10 years ago, solar and wind were, they were just kind of becoming a household topic. So what got you into green energy back then? I mean, what, what was the allure? Wow, that is, uh, that's a great question. What was the allure? Well, uh, starting off with my co-founder, he had actually done work in solar um, in rural electrification and things like that. He was okay. originally from Germany and uh, just interested as a, as a college project to work on, you know, electrifying rural communities, things like that. Right. Uh, for me myself, I was actually interested in solar originally as almost a leapfrog technology. Okay. Um, uh, in terms of powering uh, places uh, in, in, in Africa. Okay. Um, uh, I was actually born in Kenya. And so I had seen uh, people not having access to great like sources of energy. Yeah. And the idea that you could actually have um, something that was clean, more efficient, um, was really appealing to me. So um, even though it was niche and, you know, for all the excitement we see about solar, yeah. five, ten years from now, what we have today will seem like it's niche compared sure. to the kind of scale the industry will have. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we did have some exposure to at least the concept of what solar could do. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, jumping into Aurora as a company, what, what was, you know, give me kind of the rundown on, on the current installation process and how, how Aurora ties into that. If you look at the solar installation process today, and uh, I'm going to focus on the residential sector because okay. it's a little bit different for yeah. utility and commercial scale, which we also do. But, you know, a lot of the most the majority of the volumes in the residential uh, sector. So um, the solar installation process today for most people, um, Freedom's a bit of an exception because of all the investments that have been made in technology right. and operations. But for most right. people, it doesn't look 
hugely different from what we did when we were designing that project for the school all the way in Africa. Right. Specifically, it starts off with you need to find someone who's interested. And whether you go out there and market to them or hand a bunch of flyers like we did back then, you need to capture the customer's imagination mm -hmm. and show them that, hey, solar could improve their well-being. It could save them money. It right. could generate clean energy, whatever your angle is. Yeah. So that's stage one. You know, Call that like marketing mm -hmm. um, or awareness generation. Stage two is you actually have to sell to that customer. Right. Once you've got the customer interested, the next thing you need to do is show them specifically for their property what would solar do for them. And that usually breaks down into three questions. How many solar panels will fit on their property? Yep. How much energy will produce? How much money will save them? Right. That's what it comes down to. And then the third thing is once you get the customer to agree and you, know, um, you, know, you organize financing options for them, the third thing you have to do is actually do the hard work and install the solar panels on their property <laughs> right, right. and make sure that what you install fulfills the promises you made when you were selling. Yes. So where Aurora fits into that process historically is in that middle section, mm -hmm. section number two, uh, with some overlap into section number three and number one. So section number two, once again, was having a really accurate software application that allows you to calculate how many solar panels will fit on a property, forecast how much energy they'll produce, mm -hmm. and calculates how much money will save the customer. Right. So we build a software that does that, and uh, what's unique about what we've done is we've always made sure it was accurate enough that um, uh, someone could feel fully confident that what they promise is actually what would be realized if they travel to the site and sure. they can do that remotely. Since then, what we've evolved to do is make it as easy as possible, click and shoot, just using a lot of automation and um, artificial intelligence to automate the design process. Mm -hmm. We've expanded into the initial process, which is uh, awareness leveraging the same technology such as uh, AI, artificial intelligence, to make it really simple for solar professionals, solar installation companies, to allow homeowners to at least get a sense of what solar would do for their property. Sure. Click on a link, automatically come up with an initial design so that you can make that sales conversation a lot easier. Right. So historically, stage two, the sales and design process, mm -hmm. right? Like designing a custom solar installation for that homeowner yeah. accurately, easily, and at scale. And increasingly, stage one, helping with promoting the awareness, mm -hmm. uh, leveraging technology, everything about uh, Aurora's technology first. Right. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned like how many panels and how much energy it's going to produce, but even down to just like the aesthetics of, you know, some, some people want this tidy looking system on the roof. So you, when you can see that, I mean, that's amazing. And it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's true to the, you, when you, when you propose it, it's pretty true to the installation as well. You're going to see that at the final product. So that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Imagine if, uh, if you had the best looking car, you know, in the world, like what, what, what's your favorite car brand, whether you have it or not? Uh, I really, I, I, I like Bentleys. All right. So, so you like Bentleys. Imagine if someone's trying to sell you a Bentley without you having to look at it or right. see what it looks like. They would describe it as, well, it's going to have four wheels. It's going to have a really powerful engine and, right. you know, it's going to be black. Like, sure, it's accurate, but it just doesn't capture the imagination right. as well. So there is that element. One of the things we do is we generate 3D models in our software. Mm -hmm. um, the 3D models are actually really important for figuring out those three questions. Of, yeah. 
how many panels will fit, how much energy they'll produce, how much money will save you. But it also turns out that it's really aesthetically pleasing. When yeah. a homeowner can actually see what their house would look right. like with solar, you just look like you know what you're talking about, sure. right? Like it's actually a cool experience to show that right. to them. So. Well, and, you know, and when, when there's sales reps in the home and they can actually tell a customer confidently, like, hey, we're going to get this over to our engineering team. Yeah. That's a true statement that is, like, so impressive to, to a customer. You're, wow, you're going to send this off to an engineering team? Yeah. I'm sold. You know, <laughs> give me this system. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive what the software does. Um, and so you've really essentially streamlined this process that, that could have taken, I mean, months just to sell a system. So you've really streamlined that. Talk about... Um, some of the the pitfalls maybe you saw when, when going through that process? <laughs> it's been almost 10 years, so there have been many pitfalls uh, along the way. Uh, I was thinking about the general framework and how we address those pitfalls. And mm-hmm. uh, as a company, we have all these values. And there are two that I think are relevant right now, two out of five. One is uh, power our customers, uh-huh. which is that you know we recognize that we can't get just wrapped in the technology that we're doing or the code we're writing if it doesn't work for the customer then you know it isn't useful and our right. contract our customers are solar professionals solar right. contractors solar sales folks um, uh, power our customers and um, stay curious stay ahead and that's always be on the cutting edge of you know whatever innovation has come along right so I think that one of the biggest challenges we had to solve early on was you know th- that whole proposition of making sure that what you're able to generate in just a few minutes on your screen is equivalent to like what you will eventually install right Right. and people don't know this but before the first version of aurora came out and we had like external customers we spent about two years and the biggest problem we were solving was really that one problem. Right. Everything else is, you know, the skin and the connective tissue, but that core problem was a big pitfall. So that's one of the pitfalls. Aside from the technology as a company, you know, um, I feel like solar right now, we're in our element. Yeah. Um, we're, we're the cool kids. Right. Um, uh, in school for... I like to think so. Yeah, I, yeah. I know yeah, Brett yeah, always yeah, thinks yeah. he's cool, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the inside, uh, we, we always felt cool, but no one else seemed to agree. So uh, in the early days, uh, you had to be super scrappy. We, we quasi-bootstrapped the company. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't... Came out of school. Right. So didn't have uh, a huge amount of money ourselves. Right. And, uh, you know, we didn't raise money for a long time. And, you know, we're based out of uh, the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, lots of great engineering talent, but it was very expensive. So uh, one of the really big challenges, um, I won't call it a pitfall, but something that, you know, informs me to this day is, you know, doing all of this on a complete shoestring budget uh, yeah. uh, for the first five years of the firm hiring people, getting the best people and motivating them just simply by the mission and the dream of what we're building. So right. um, those early days, um, uh, I'm sure that uh, Brett has a lot of those stories of, you know, um, what it was like bringing right. people at the beginning before it was clear that obvi- uh, that solar is the next big trend yeah. or, you know, you have five million installation or six million installa- uh, projects under your right. belt or things right. like that. In those early days, uh, it was it was a challenge, um, right? Yeah. So and and you know something is just staring me in the face. I mean, if you're a longtime listener of this show, uh, you know you've heard us talk about efficiency. I mean, Brett mm. Brett really talks about efficiency. So I really couldn't think of a better guest to have on the show than you because I mean, what you're dealing with is efficiency. So yeah. tell me where it, you know that topic falls kind of in your pillars of success. Yeah. Um, 
if I had to rank it, um, I would say that efficiency has to be like number two, number three in terms of like one, the things we're most proud about, right? And two, the things that we continue to harp on and hone in on. Yeah. Um, you know, in our context, for someone like Freedom and Brett, uh, efficiency has uh, a very important but slightly different context because, you know, rolling out, uh, going through an, the full installation process um, in a way that customers love, um, all stakeholders are informed, mm-hmm. and, you know, that ultimately leads to a better outcome for the homeowner right. uh, is something that you know, uh, he's mastered over the years and yeah, uh, is extremely, extremely difficult. Actually, I was just saying to him earlier, this is amazing. This is this is what makes Amazon Amazon, right? Absolutely. Like the efficiency yes. of that side. Yeah. On our end, um, uh, efficiency really has to do with um, developing the technology that means someone doesn't have to travel to the site to mm-hmm. do things that they had to before. So I think that one of the things I'm most proud of is when we first started in the industry, absolutely everyone got on the roof, right? Um, anyone who wanted to give an accurate proposal right. and used some sort of device where there was a sun eye or something else to tell how much sunlight and shading would be. Right. Um, that added a lot of cost, added a lot of time, and many times you did that for jobs that you ultimately didn't even end up installing, right? right? Uh, for us, being able to do that remotely, uh, there was a study done by the De- U.S. Department of Energy, and it said that this... I think they said something like saving 17 cents a watt uh, off of a solar installation. So that's like that's like a thousand bucks at least right Right. there, just from one particular product line. Other um, causes of efficiency are, you know, you want your sales team, your design and engineering team, and your ops team to be on the same page. Right. You know, no double entry, no need to like recreate the same information in three different ways. Just have the same model fall, flow all the way through. Right. If you can get everyone on your team to be 20, 30, 40% like more efficient, sure. think of how much more work you can do and at lower cost. Right. And then I think the third thing, uh, as far as efficiency is concerned, that um, I'm excited about, this is more forward-looking than backward-looking, is now that we're moving earlier in the process from the time when someone's just interested in learning about solar and hasn't necessarily committed to getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, having an efficient process where you can see what exactly are the options they've seen right. and have that information transferred over to the sales rep yeah. who will then improve their closing efficiency. Yes. Right? Like, you know, instead of one out of three or four jobs, maybe one out of two jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, that just means that you can lower cost um, make solar more affordable, yeah. and ultimately just increase the amount of solar that is deployed, which turns into a flywheel effect because you know probably the greatest um, uh, you know source of leads or uh, advertising for yeah. solar is your neighbor getting solar, right? Right, exactly. And the Jones effect, exactly yep. the uh-huh. Jones effect, and giving a good referral. Yes, so, um, uh, and then that just creates this flywheel that sure. promotes more efficiency. Brett, I wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and how you see uh, Aurora you know, adding to the efficiency of Freedom Forever. Yeah. To us, um, one of the things that we do differently is we talk about disruption all the time. Yeah. We have a 25-year production guarantee. We have to be accurate. Right. So a couple of years ago, we started to use Aurora at the design process All right, because we needed accurate designs. Right. Because what happens in our situation 
unlike every other installer that's out there, if we make a mistake and our production is off, we have to write a check to that customer. Right. All right. And one of the things that we're trying to change is transparency in our industry. Mm-hmm. Right now, one of the dirty secrets that we have in our industry amongst many is almost every proposal that's out there is an estimate of what the production will be. Right. And then when you purchase a system, you're not buying the amount of production like you are on a PPA or lease. Right. So it's really important that you're buying the actual production. Yes. But in a contract with a normal installer, they will have an estimated production, but they are contracting with the customer to build a certain size system for a dollar amount. Right. The production that actual comes out of the system, the installation company is not responsible for. Yeah. So so when people don't understand and they're looking at a bunch of different proposals, they're just a bunch of estimates. There's right. no accuracy. Right. So one of the things that we have been trying to figure out is how do we make it accurate from the start? How do we make it more accurate so it's not just an estimate um, and the proposal's actually accurate, which reduces the amount of change orders later on. Sure. And so one of the things that attracted us to Aurora is their accuracy at a design, mm-hmm. but we, we've continued to push on is how do we get away from these estimates? Yeah. So a lot of time you see these awesome proposal skins that are estimates, but they look really, really good. Sure. It doesn't matter whether it's Interflow or Solo or Sighton, companies that we use to this day, they're all estimates. And we're guesstimating what that is. And I know you guys have been working on some technology that is coming out that we have been watching, praying, and just, (laughs) it's absolutely incredible. I love if you could talk about that, because I believe that's going to be very disruptive to the rest of the industry, because we plan on using it. We're going to talk a little bit more about this, but we're so impressed that we've decided to sign up a long-term deal to do everything with Aurora, all the way from the proposal, all the way to the design, because accuracy is so important. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yes. um, uh, I'm I'm, I'm really excited about the deal that we've just agreed to because um, Freedom's been uh, a great partner and customer of ours for several years now. Mm -hmm. And now what we're doing is extending that and expanding the scope of what we're doing together um, directly to address what uh, Brett Brett, um, is talking about. Let me focus a little bit on the technology side yeah. of this. Uh, before I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the product be the big reveal at the end. I'm gonna okay. describe it first. And, Love it. Uh, here's a couple of characteristics. Uh, we've been working on a version of this for four to five years. Okay. Um, really talented engineers who have really the same team, and I have to give a shout out to our computer vision team and um, all of the PMs, the engineers around that who've been working on this. Um, We have uh, teams of designers who've been making it easy to use as well. Um, And what we've done is we've leveraged the five million or so at the time, but now over six million solar projects that have been developed in our software. Uh, to do two things. Number one, to automate the process of generating a system design for a customer. Right. And when we're automating the process of generating a system design, what I mean by that is we've made it so easy that a sales rep just has to click a button and 30 seconds later, they get a system, i.e. a building of the roof Mm -hmm. and modules on it in a certain configuration that would be best for the customer. Sure. And then from there, they can edit it. Okay. Um, doing that at scale is something that people haven't done in any industry whatsoever. 
Um, and we're in a unique position because it was so important for us to work on this for four or five years, mm -hmm. and at the same time having the underlying data uh, to, to generate this. This is what we expect will happen, and this is what we're seeing in some of the initial trials. Number one, the amount of cancellations is decreasing. Sure. The number of change orders is decreasing pretty significantly. Right. Um, uh, some initial estimates were at 30%. I think it's going to be more than that once we continue to fine-tune the product. Right. Why are those changing? It's because what you know Brett was just describing, in a very transparent, upstanding manner, the salesperson proposes and pitches to the customer is actually what you'll be able to fulfill. Sure. Now, change orders happen for all sorts of reasons. People Absolutely. change their minds, so on and so forth, and I know Freedom's doing some really innovative stuff to actually reduce that. Right. But generally speaking, um, it happens for all sorts of reasons, but there's a huge portion of that that is within the control of uh, you know, the, the solar installer, a solar salesperson. Mm -hmm. And if you can just make sure that exactly what you've pitched at the beginning is something you can stand behind, if you want to take it to an extreme customer-friendly ex um, um, perspective, offering a 25-year guarantee yeah. behind it, yeah. if you can feel confident about that, um, uh, then but, but you want to be able to do it in a way that's simple, mm -hmm. that's easy, and that any rep who can work an iPad would be right. able to... Harness all of that. Harness all of that power in the product. That is what we're doing. The product's name is Sales Mode AI. Okay. Um, uh, you can find out more about it by going to our website. Yes. Uh, we have a little landing page. As of September, um, it isn't available publicly yet, except to special customers such as Freedom. Uh, but we are going to be rolling this out more broadly because sure. we want everyone in the industry to be able to sell with confidence. Um, it's going to increase people's closing rates. It's going to reduce change orders. And it's going to mean that you can feel just fully confident that you are selling something that you'll actually be able to deliver to your homeowner. Absolutely. So all that accuracy on the design side that we had developed, we're now moving it over to the proposal and the sales side and making it extremely easy for everyone to access. Okay. So it's been a long time coming. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about it. And, That's amazing. Uh, uh, I, think it, I think it's going to be really cool. It's called Sales Mode AI. The sales AI mode. stands for Artificial Intelligence, which is uh, a big portion of how we automatically generate these 3D models and come up with a recommended design or an initial design on top of it. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, Brett, you, you had kind of alluded to kind of a, an exclusive partnership with Aurora. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I do, but I like to, I'd like to first kind of just talk about speed. One of the issues with proposals is that whether it's solo, one of our proposal team members are developing them, when you get really, really efficient, you can start kicking out proposals in seven to 20 minutes, mm -hmm. all right? With this technology, how quickly can you produce a proposal? Yeah, this, this technology produces it in 30 seconds. That's um, amazing. Uh, at least the core part of uh, the proposal, sure. which is the design, uh, it does it in 30 seconds or less. And uh, the cool thing about this is since it's you know AI-based, meaning a computer's generating this, there's no issue of like, oh, we got into the busy season right. and now all of a sudden, like, you know, you're extending into like 30, 40 minutes. Right. Um, it's infinitely scalable. So as we're moving to a world where everyone's going to have solar or close to everyone's yeah. going to have solar or at least get pitched solar, right. that's really important. You want, you know, 
uh, to be generating these with no delay. So, that's amazing. Uh, that is that is one of the cool things. I mean, about that's pretty it. game changing. Yeah. We expect that customers will actually be able to go on the Freedom website and actually put their address in and produce a proposal themselves. Wow. All right. That's kind of where we are going. But I will tell you is a lot of people that know me is that I am not a big fan of having software that's created by other people. So right. the fact that <laughs> yes. we are doing a long-term deal with another software company, and we've built all of our software from scratch. Yeah. I love Salesforce. What I love about it is that all of our competitors are using it, <laughs> all right? And I don't mean anything negative about sure. Salesforce, but when you're building a software using somebody else's software, it always solves 80% of your problem, but creates 20% new problems right. for you. Yeah. And so I've always been big that we had to create it from scratch. Yeah. And so we have 50 W2 software developers that have been working behind the scenes to kind of put together our ERP that we're tentatively calling Lightspeed. It's amazing, you've had a chance to kind of work yeah, in it, absolutely. and it really is going to change and transform the industry. Right. And this is what is key, all right, to being scalable. Yeah. So everybody can do a good job when you're installing 15, 20, 50 projects out of a branch. Right. But when you start getting to 100, 200, 1,000, it really is difficult. And it's one of the constraining variables of why people haven't been able to scale. Right. But they're focusing on the wrong things. They're trying to use what works for them when they were a tenth of the size they are today. Yeah. And most of our competitors that are in the top 15 from an installation, they have no process. No one is building software. They're, right. you, they're working in someone else's software yeah. and it's not going well. And we know that. And you know today, we're probably 6% of the overall market. And I believe the only one that is larger than us right now is Sunrun. Yeah. But when you look at our pace, um, congratulations to, I saw you guys were in the Inc. 5000. Yeah, we were in the Inc. 5000 for the fourth year in a row. Fourth year in a row. And what makes it crazy is that we are a company that's doing over, in 2020, we did over 400 million in sales. Right. This year, we're gonna be right at about a billion dollars. And we continue to have triple digit growth at scale. Mm -hmm. That is a byproduct of having the right partners and having the right software. Right. So to be able to commit long-term in an exclusive deal with Aurora was a big step for us. Yeah. And it just, it's so important to be accurate. Yes. And we need to have something that really can transform how the sales process works. And we were one of those companies that were making estimates. At yeah. the end of the day, if you're a customer and you're listening to this, every proposal that you have in front of you is an absolute estimate. Absolutely. And if anybody tells you anything differently, it's a lie. Uh -huh. And you can see wild differences. Sure. You can see people that will estimate 20 to 30% higher yeah. if you're in the home. Yeah. Yet the customer, it's the, the pricing is so opaque, the customer doesn't understand. Right. And those are the things that we need to clean up. And Absolutely. we need to have accurate proposals that takes into account all of the elements. I mean, it is complex. When you see their technology, you can see the sun patterns. Mm -hmm. You can see the shading. Yeah. Those are the types of things that are just incredible. And they are so far ahead of anyone else. 
And we've known that for a couple of years. So we've kind of developed this relationship over the last couple of years. It's been awesome. I do want to dovetail into, because I'm a private equity guy myself and people that know me know my history. What were some of the most harrowing, you know, negotiations? And you've already had to negotiate and deal with me. So (laughs) I know how difficult that can be. So we know Uh, you've had at least one. (laughs) But but I, 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 I know I've always been the guy at the other end of the table. And, you know, you're always looking for, hey, how is this person doing? Are they showing strength? You know, you're looking, it's almost like a poker game when you're in the private equity. You're trying to see how is the weak person. You know yeah. you want to buy the company. It's just a matter of how much you're willing to pay for it. And so much of it is on feel. Yeah. And I know that happens. So how is that whole experience? You've had some incredible rounds and congratulations on the last round. I mean, to see the raise and the valuation is a true credit to you and your team and what you have built. Because it's staggering to me. I am more of a Warren Buffett investor. We've talked about this a lot. Um, Really, it's unbelievable. I'd love for you just to tell us um, some stories around private equity. Love it. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we're horrible, by the way. Just so you know, I know it. We're horrible. And um, I know how it works in you. They, they, they'll they tell you if you do, you'll come up with a presentation, go, we're to do these 50 things. And they'll go, great. As long as you do these 50 things, you'll get X. But if you right. miss one of those 50 things, you're in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I'd love to hear your take on it. <laughs> Um, yeah, to 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 all our investors who are listening in and are my bosses. No, <laughs> uh, we love you. You guys are great. <laughs> no, um, uh, uh, you you do bring up a good point. Um, first of all, I'll say that's that's been a big evolution for us. Uh, the first five years of our life, we were quasi bootstrapped. Uh-huh. We had raised um, a total of less than a million bucks, which look uh, in most places in the world is a lot of money, but. Yeah. You know, if you're developing software where the payoff comes much later, sure, um, that that wasn't much to survive five years and to grow yeah. the company to about 50 people. Um, since then, we did raise uh, two big rounds of funding, uh, three big rounds of funding, comes out to a total of over 300 million dollars. Wow! Um, all of it's been in the last few years, and you know the company's grown to over 200 pe- people, and uh, you know we're continuing to grow from there. So uh, as far as some of the harrowing moments, um, uh, I, I got to be honest with you, it's gotten easier <laughs> as we've gotten bigger and as the industry's grown. And, um, uh, but in the initial days, oh man, I-, I The first one's brutal. The, the first, first one's always brutal. It was so brutal. Um, it was, I can't even remember how many meetings. Um, uh, I'll, tell you one, uh, I'll tell you one funny story. Um, uh, there was uh, in the in the first round. There was uh, me and my co-founder, and you know we knew that we got to a point where you know at 40, 50 people, things were things were going well. The company was going well. You mm-hmm. know we had uh, customers who were happy. Uh, but what we realized was if we wanted to be able to achieve our goals, and again remembering the mission, a future of solar energy for all. Yeah. Um, if we wanted to achieve our goals, we just needed um, more capital, more resources, more people. So we made the decision at that point 
um, uh, that we need to raise more capital, and we understood that that meant we would change. We're mm-hmm. no longer work- focusing on being profitable. We're focused on growing and yeah. you know serving everyone. And yes, we do get these folks who give you this list of fifty <laughs> if you're lucky, uh, and you have to hit not even hit exceed all of them. Right? <laughs> they so, say fifty, you go five hundred. Yeah. No. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going through all of this, and probably um, the most interesting, st- funniest story was. You know, and it's a full-time job. So my co-founder and I, uh, we had uh, this meeting with um, uh, this this firm. And first of all, uh, I think, uh, you, you know, you go sign up on some site. And, you know, at first I thought, oh, okay, wow, 8 o'clock in the morning. Like, that's super early. Let's get ready to go. And as we're heading out, we're like, oh, actually, it was 8 p.m. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So we worked all day. And then around like 7 or so, we're like, okay, let's head out to this meeting. We've prepped. We've got all our decks. We have all our information. We've put our, you know, um, uh, our clothes where you, you, you look serious, but you can't look too serious. Right, right. You know, <laughs> still have to look, you know, still have to look hungry and everything else. Sure. So we're, we're prepped to the T's. We have our story down. We're talking about the future of solar. Back then, we said solar's. One to two percent of uh, the world, the U.S.'s energy mix is going to get to twenty. Yeah, talk about it going beyond that. Right. So we had all our deck together. What's different? And you know, um, we're driving around looking for this address, and you know, we're following Google Map, and we're we're, kind of strange. We keep ending up at this pie shop. (laughs) Okay. Uh, You know, we're expecting like you know VC's office and everything. No, we were at a shop, and it was a pie shop. Okay. Like in, in San Francisco, if anyone knows, it was a place called Mission Pie. So we end up in the pie <laughs> shop and we're sitting there, right? And we're like, are you sure you got the right? Yeah, you know, got the right address. So we're sitting there. You know, they have these little round tables. We have our laptops there all prepped. And, you know, this guy walks in wearing a T-shirt, so on and so forth. And this is the person who we're pitching our lives to. Right. So <laughs> we're sitting there and we're like, okay, uh, you know, you got some pie or whatever, soup and something else. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and we're starting to go through our pitch and talk through everything. And about five minutes in, someone gets up and starts strumming the guitar. It was open mic night. No way. (laughs) So we spend the rest of the time yelling (laughs) over someone singing, I don't know, No Woman, No Cry, Bob Marley, trying to get the point across. Uh, we didn't get the money. Um, oh my. Uh, we were oh, at this man. place till late at night. Um, <laughs> there were definitely times where we really looked and said, what are we doing? <laughs> like, um, so um, probably not as bad as like looking someone in the eye and like sensing the fear. But sure. it was just indicative of the asymmetry. Like, yeah. you know, for you, this is your life. For them, they're getting all these pitches every day. Right, right. Things have changed now. Um, it's a lot better. I think people are much more aware about what's going on in the industry. Yeah. You don't need to explain solar. You don't need to explain software. Right. Now it's just a question of, you know, how much value can you add? Um, you know, we're we're really excited about the fact that we get to serve the industry, something that we care about. We want to see the industry grow. And by pitching that, um, that is how we're able to uh, attract these kind of um, uh, investments. Okay. So, yeah. It, it is and definitely, times, ch- it's definitely changed. Yeah. Like uh, when I got <laughs> into this in 2015, I said, hey, I'm going to get into the renewable energy sector. And they're like, what is that? Yeah. Solar? Like they just... No one could even fathom that. Now, like, everyone knows about it. It yeah. really has changed so much in over six years since I've been doing it. So it's been really, really cool to see yeah. that. 
Well, I propose the next time we get together, we do it in a pie shop. I think that that would be (laughs) an amazing... uh, I'm I'm traumatized. (laughs) I I, got to tell you, you know, um, uh, going into this, uh, uh, I came from uh, uh, working uh, in finance um, before I went to grad school and then got into this. Uh, and yeah, there were definitely a lot of times where, you know, you, even your mom is worried for you. Sure. She's like, sure. Is everything okay? Are you like, okay? <laughs> why are you going into this whole new space? But she has solar in the house. Right, now, so right. She's, she's happy. <laughs> well, before I move on, I do want to, I just want to say that the growth that you spoke about and the fact that Freedom Forever is partnering with you, you know, I know, you know, I know a lot of things about Brett. One of those things is he loves to have his own technology. And mm-hmm. so for him to, you know, trust a company with this much of his business, like, I think that's a testament to your team and your product. So I'd like to say congratulations on, you know, working through these partnerships. I mean, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I think that um, one of our fundamental tenets is we just want to really focus on being best in class yeah. in technology, just really double down on that, make sure that we can continue to be innovative. And um, uh I think that it's more than the technology. I hope it's just the trust in the organization and, uh, you know, the folks that we have that, you know, this is something that is going to continue to grow um, and is a platform that you can rely on. And um, uh, I'm I'm proud of that fact that we've been able to do so. Yeah, that's great. That's so great. Uh, Before we wrap up, I would like to just mention, um, so you had talked about solar energy for all. That's kind of a big thing for you. And so uh, last time we talked, um, Brett and I, uh, the Biden administration had just announced that there was a blueprint outlining how solar energy could produce nearly half of the nation's electricity by 2050. So if you could just touch on that and and how you see a product like Aurora Solar's technology, sales mode AI, uh, making an an impact on that growth, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, what what a phenomenal announcement. Um, yeah. you know, clearly uh, uh, nothing's been passed yet, but um, uh, it's it's all pointing in one direction, right? Right. Um, in that solar is going to be significantly bigger than it is today. Yes. Uh, how our product uh, helps in that process is uh, twofold. Number one, uh, it helps with significantly reducing customer acquisition costs. Sure. Right. One thing that we all agree about in solar is that you know it needs to be more affordable for the end customer. Mm-hmm. Right. The paybacks periods are really attractive today, but we just need to keep pushing the envelope and making it more affordable. Um, but we still need to make sure we have strong, thriving businesses. So right. it can't be like by people are selling stuff for less than it costs them to build it. So um, reducing customer acquisition cost is something that our technology helps with. Um, uh, the Lead Capture AI product helps with basically converting people who are interested um, into knowledgeable interested in uh, wanting to ready to buy customers uh, for solar professionals and sales mode AI helps with just increasing their proficiency of the whole sales process boosting closing rates uh, making sure that you sell what you can actually install yeah um, increasing confidence in uh, the homeowner in the people they're going with so uh, that's how we uh, support um, uh, on that end uh, the other end is really scale. If mm-hmm. you think about forty-five percent, like that is that is a huge number. Energy Absolutely. is a tremendously lar- is one of the largest industry, and you talk yeah. about half of it going not just to renewable energy, but solar in particular. Sure. So making sure that you have um, uh, the technology, the platform, the support team, uh, the engineering team. The uh, support both in terms of like customer support, yeah. um, even the sales team to get word out about the products. You know, um, I think that we've come in at the right time to make sure that we have the, the funding resources and the people behind it to be able to support the entire industry in doing that. 
we recently uh, purchased um, uh, Folsom Labs, uh, which had a fantastic product called Helioscope uh, that was primarily focused on the CNI sector. Okay. So really having a consistent platform from you know, small residential all the way to commercial scale yeah. um, is uh, ways in which uh, we can make sure that anyone who uses our, plat- our product can rely on us. They can right. trust uh, what, what, what they're working in, not only just the technology, but the team and the support and everything else behind yeah. it. So uh, that, is, uh, that is how we see it. If I could wrap it up in one pithy phrase, we want to make sure that every project, every solar installation that goes through Aurora is better off for having done so. We want it to be more affordable. We want it to be more accurate. We want it to be easier. We want it to be more environmentally friendly. You could go and use something else other than Aurora, but right. we want you to use Aurora because your solar project is going to be better off for having done so. And ultimately, being able to do that at scale is uh, basically what we're in business for. And I say I wish everybody thought the way you did. That's amazing. <laughs> what, what an amazing way to live. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. Some final thoughts is, can you talk about the valuation? Like, I think it's really impressive. If you can't, you can't. But I'd love to hear the last capital raise, the type of valuation, how much money you talked about, the $300 million. But I know how it works. It usually is like 10 50 a quarter billion. It's usually <laughs> typically how it works. So, and I know the last one, but it was very, very impressive. And I'd love for you to share it if you can. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, and, and hopefully this serves as uh, uh, inspiration for a lot of folks in knowing how quickly things can change. Sure. So um, the history was one <laughs> for five years. Um, 20 um, for a year, uh-huh. 50 for about four months, okay. and then 250, which wow. takes us to over 320 altogether. Wow. Um, 321. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. forget that first yeah, one. That was the most difficult. That was the most difficult one. The hard one. <laughs> exactly. The most valuable one. Yes. Um, uh, so fair. Yes. <laughs> and um, uh, so they're under $21 billion. Um, uh, and then, uh, you know, it's public um, uh, information uh, mm-hmm. at, at the last, or if someone researches, uh, at the last fundraise, the company was valued at $2 billion. Wow. Um, and, you know, we continue to grow. You cited the statistic of 5 million solar projects. Yeah. Well, well over 6 million Six solar million projects now. now. Yeah. Um, the industry continues to grow. And, um, you know, uh, very grateful to um, customers such as Freedom, um, which is doing the hard work out mm-hmm. there, which is actually installing the solar. Sure. Uh, you know, that that's really what reduces carbon emissions, creates jobs, so on and so forth. So uh, we always remember that, like I said, one of our values is power our customers. Yeah. Um, You know, we are really enabling the industry to accomplish its goals in society at large. Yeah. Um, So uh, the money is just a reflection of that. Sure. Yeah. Amazing story. Plan to go public anytime soon? Um, you know, we, we, we want to stay focused on that mission, yeah. um, uh, a future of solar energy for all, um, uh, and we want to make sure we build a hugely valuable company. Um, here, I'll, speak, I'll speak for myself here, um, uh, and I'm just one part of the team. Yeah. I would love one day for everybody who looks at the stock market to be able to own a piece of that dream, a piece of that vision, yes. um, and to help like, you know, promote it. Uh, by voting their dollars. So yes. the way that happens is by going public, yeah. um, which is probably a very different reason sure. <laughs> from most people yeah. wanting to go public. But for me, I'm like, you know what? I want, I want this uh, 
investor or this person who has a perspective or activist to be able to own a piece of that. Right. Um, so one day, you know, that, 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 that's definitely on the horizon. Yeah, and I mean, you even see ads on television for private equity funds or funds to invest in, and they have a certain percentage in renewable energy. I cannot believe I am seeing that on TV, but there's not many companies in this sector that are public. There is a huge opportunity over the next five, 10 years. There will be an insatiable appetite in the public markets for the right companies in this industry. Absolutely. And if I was an investment banker and I was a guy that get fixated on industries, my first industry I got fixated on was natural foods in yeah. the 90s. I loved it. Um, that was before there was any Whole Foods, any Trader Joe's, and I did very well on all my transactions there. If I was looking at an industry and I'm wearing my investment banking hat, I would only be focusing on renewable energy and mm -hmm. would be solar and storage and any way to make that more efficient. Yeah. And there's some finance plays out there. You got Sunrun, you got Sonova, you got Sunlight, you've got Solar Edge, Enphase, but I mean, there is not enough. So um, I'm sure that'll Agreed. be on the horizon at some point, um, but um, good luck to you on that. Absolutely. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Except for the double taxation. <laughs> All right. So um, other than that, um, you win it's some, great. You lose some. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The liquidity and the valuation is well worth it. Trust me. But I never got used to that. Right, so right. Um, and I've had publicly traded companies and privately held companies. Well, we uh, might edit I, that out. <laughs> Well, I'll confess, I don't know as much about that, but um, uh, the the dream of everyone being able to own a piece of the dream is, yes. is cool. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, on that note, that's our time today. Sam, thank you so much for being here. You have such a wholesome outlook on the future of solar, and thank I just you. appreciate your thoughts. And thank you so much for being here with us. All right. Thank you so much for the invitation. And uh, uh, don't do this often, and uh, I'm excited that I got to do this. Thanks, I'm thanks glad we could be. I'm glad we could make it your schedule, and I'm glad you could be here with us. All this right. was very enlightening. Thank you so much. Thank you. To learn more about Sam, Sales Mode AI, and Aurora Solar, visit aurorasolar.com. For everything you need to know about Freedom Forever and the Solar Disruption Theory podcast, visit solardisruptiontheory.com. Also, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and help us share this podcast with the world. On behalf of Brett, Sam, and myself, thanks for listening to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.